Welcome to Chasing Happiness podcast about life lessons and issues that impact our lives. Some of the best episodes are where we take an honest look at current events, discuss how they might affect you, all while being completely transparent in tone from host Ryan Dement who tells his stories with honesty combined with humor for your listening pleasure. Let's get to it. Here is your host Ryan Dement. Hey everyone, Ryan Dement and welcome to the first episode of Chasing Happiness. A little bit about me, I am one of the founding partners of TrueVest, and TrueVest is a affordable housing developer, and I also have another podcast called True Podcast that focuses in on personal finance. Chasing happiness is going to be all about making change in our lives and how change and failure And the different obstacles we face on a daily basis are not just that. They're learning experiences. They're building blocks. It allows us to better ourselves as humans and to be able to get out of that rut of living in the past and moving forward. So in this first episode, I want to talk about epic fails, the power of pivoting in your life. And how those epic fails can change you for the better, for the positive. And then on a weekly basis, I want to see how this goes. I have guests lined up to talk about different motivational aspects of life. Whether it's battling and overcoming cancer, um, losing your job and having to find a new job. Struggling as an entrepreneur, which I will talk about personally because I've been there, done that. Struggling in life in general, maybe it's addiction or maybe you're dealing with some losses in your life, whether it be a family member or a pet, or you're just not in the right place in your life and you want to find that passion in your life to get you where you want to be, to be happy. So we'll cover all those things and more. But I want you guys to give me some feedback of what you guys think I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and what I can do better, because ultimately this is going to be about you guys. It's all about giving you guys the necessary tools to succeed in life. By no means am I perfect. By no means do I know it all. I actually know very little. I just like to share the knowledge I do have. So... My background, I gave you a little bit about what I've been doing for the last eight years. Prior to founding TrueVest, I worked in the financial, let's call it the the banking industry. I ran call centers. I did everything from collections to -to door-to-door collections to customer service to underwriting loans um, and offshoring customer service when I was working on uh, federally what they call FELP federally funded education loan program, which has been gone for a very long time, student loans. They're now done through the Department of Education. So I've been around the financial world forever, but all the things that I've learned during the time that I spent there, I've never applied it to life because there's a lot of stories that I've been told, I've been exposed to, that I understand exactly what's going on in how things are are happening because in the end we all have our story to tell and those obstacles that we had to overcome to get there 
And that's why I wanted to start this this first episode about overcoming failures and how pivoting in life is a key, is a very big key to success. And I say success is being in a positive mindset. And let me start out by saying this. When I define success, it's not about money. Success is about you being happy, healthy, and in a better place. That is success in my mind. That's how I deem myself. I I deem that for myself. Now, if you define success as money, that's great. God bless you. For me, it's about finding that happiness, finding that passion. And when we have those epic fails, how do we bounce back from them? That's that's key. Because epic fails typically are negative events. And they more than likely will completely change our lives. And at the time when it happens, we don't think it's for the better, but it is. Epic fails can be planned or unplanned, but they all have one thing in common. It's failure. Epic fails are like major setbacks, but instead of being demoralizing and destructive, they're motivating and transformative for us. And sometimes we don't see that, but truly they are. The beauty of an epic fail is that it's a chance for you to start all over again. Let me say that again. The beauty of an epic fail is a chance for you to start all over again. If you don't believe that, then you got to sit back and actually start thinking about that because there's a lot of times in our lives that we don't think it. I know I've personally felt that many times in my life. It's an opportunity for us to rebuild ourselves in a better way When everything falls apart around us, we have a chance to put it back together in a more meaningful and productive way. This is what I'm calling pivoting and turning our life in a new direction. I know pivoting is not easy. It's not hard to get the pivoting process started, but it's hard to let go of the past and all the failures that are tied and that come with it. But once you're able to get, part, uh, get past the pain, the pivoting becomes easier, it becomes worth it, and you start changing your life. It's a key to a better life, and it starts all between your ears. It's what's in your head. It's what you actually do in your mind to get you in a better place. Why are epic fails such a powerful force in our lives? Because it shows us what doesn't work, the obvious. When we experience a true failure, we're often forced to pivot and find another path. This can be incredibly empowering. It shows us that we have the ability to adapt and overcome. It allows us to be a a student of failure and start learning from those failures. It also allows us to become stronger and more resilient. And there's a favorite word you're going to hear from me in future episodes. Persistence, persistence, persistence. You get knocked down, you get back up. You get knocked down, you get back up. I know it's an old adage, but it works. We can learn from a great deal of our failures. Let's say you started a business and it fails. Can we learn from what went wrong and apply, the, and, and apply those, those lessons to our next attempt? 
Yes, we can. Now, are you immediately going to want to do that? More than likely not. It, the sting is going to hurt for a while. So what do you do? You think about it and you, you continue to stay there. As, I, as I've been told in my life, I like to stew at times. I do. I like to digest things and take a little more time. But lately, in the journey that I'm on in the last, let's call it four years, I've not had the option to stew. I got kicked. I got pushed down. I got knocked down. I had to get back up and pivot very quickly. Otherwise, the businesses wouldn't succeed. I'd, it would be a flat-out failure and a disaster. And believe me, I've had some serious disasters along this road. And I'll share some. I have no problem sharing. We can learn a great deal from our failures. It, it's, it all boils down to how do you take your failures head-on or not? Do you take it on head-on or, like me, stew at times? Or do you push it in the back and kind of and live in a, a different world? There's no right or wrong answers to this. It's all about how you handle it. But ultimately, you know, if you don't take the problem on or the failure on, it can only get worse. But if we learn to embrace our failures, we can use it to our advantage. Like I said earlier, failure can make us stronger, determined, and persistent. So don't be afraid to fail. It just might be the biggest thing that has ever happened to you. And it could be very positive at the same time. It doesn't always have to be negative. Failure is, a, is, is that learning tool for us to succeed in life. But ultimately, it's how you take that tool to do your work and be able to form a better future. It's important to view a, f a failure as a natural part of the learning process in our lives. It's not a sign that we're bad at something or that we'll never succeed. It's simply an opportunity to learn and try again to get ourselves in a better place. See your failure or any failure as a chance to grow and become even more successful. Again, successful is what you, you define it. That's, that's up to you. But mine is being in a better place, having a positive mindset, making sure I'm healthy and happy. That makes me successful because then I can pass that information along to others. Some of the ways that you can learn from failure is to reflect on what went wrong and why. Ask yourself or sit down and think about what, you, what could you have done differently? What did you learn from the failure? And next time, when you're ready to do that same thing again, what are, you gonna, what are you going to implement to have a different outcome? That's how we learn from failure. It's pivoting and understanding how to take these painful moments and turn them into positive outcomes. Let me give an example. When I was younger, and I'm a lot older than I am today, I'm, I'm only a few years away from 50. So back in the day, uh, when I was a teenager, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I was finishing up high school. I was working a full-time job, and I'd been exposed for many years to law enforcement, friends, family, law enforcement. For the longest time, I wanted to be a police officer. So I did, you know, explorers and reserves and all this other stuff. And then it finally came to the point where I needed to test. 
And this is when I lived in California. So I was testing for practically every um, police department in California. And then I also tested in Arizona and I also tested in Nevada for Metropolitan Police Department. So I'm going through these processes. And if you don't know anything about the hiring process, they typically start you out with a written test, uh, a physical test, and then an interview. And then if you pass those three and you score high enough, then they invite you to a background, psychological. uh, And then from that point, it's just a matter of getting accepted to the academy and going and blah, blah, blah. So I started applying for the police department that I was closely tied to was the San Diego Police Department. I applied for LAPD. I applied for LA County Sheriff. I did not apply for San Diego County Sheriff. I don't remember why, but I didn't. I applied for California Highway Patrol. Uh, as I stated earlier, I also applied for Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. And then Arizona, if you want to, it wasn't it wasn't Phoenix PD, uh, Arizona Highway Patrol, which is their troopers now. So as I'm going through these processes, I'm going to all these tests and, and, and doing all this work between all of those. And then um, I got the, I got passed. So I passed the written test for San Diego PD. I passed the written test for LAPD. I passed the written test for LA County Sheriff. I passed the written test for um, Las Vegas Metro, and I also passed for Arizona. Um, C- did I say CHP? Yeah, I did say CHP. So I have all those in there. So then the next step is the physical fitness for all those. Passed all the physical fitness. So then all of them did a oral interview. So you actually interviewed in front of a board, typically consisted of three to five individuals, and they were all ranking members. So typically a lieutenant and higher uh, in the police department. The difference was in Las Vegas Metro, you actually did the interview, plus they did what they called was a, more like a, a, a BPAB or an ASVAB test. So basically they put you in a situation to where it was like you were working patrol and you had to make split decisions on how to handle different uh, incidents that you were brought up on. So that was a, a nuance to uh, to Metro Metro Police Department. So long story short, I go through all these tests and I get to the point of they're all in the same place at this point. They're all in background. And immediately within a short period of time, San Diego PD says, comes back and said, whoops, sorry, we can't, we can't hire you. And of course, it's always nuances of they don't tell you why they can't hire you. They just say, you have to wait, you know, a period of time and then you can reapply. I was pretty heartbroken. I was devastated. That was that was the police department that I wanted to be hired for because it had my closest I, I was the closest to it. I knew everybody there. And to be able to understand why they didn't want me, it was something in my background that they didn't like. It's not like I had theft or or anything like that. Somebody they spoke to basically talked bad about me. It ended up being I was able to petition and get some information. So basically somebody in my prior past that I worked with didn't like me, so they badmouthed me and said that I would be a horrible cop. So they immediately took that as one person. But I got glowing reviews from everyone else. That was, that was 
that was really heartbreaking, detrimental to my, my psyche. Uh, I was pretty low because I, I prided myself in getting along with pretty much everybody. I, I really didn't care um, about what people thought about me, but that really hit home and it really hurt me. So I had to really pick myself up because the other departments were still moving forward and not those departments didn't interview the same people because LAPD got pushed me through background where I then went to a polygraph. I did the same thing with Metropol- uh, Las Vegas Metropolitan. CHP did the same thing. Uh, and then the Arizona Troopers or Arizona Highway Patrol did the same thing. But I got to the point to where I got tired of traveling back and forth. And Arizona was the lowest paying uh, department out there. So I just dropped out. I, I kept on going. They they were having me go out, in, out, in, out, and just became too much. Las Vegas Metro, they were able to take out-of-towners for testing and put it all into several days to where you didn't have to go back and forth, which was very easy to do. I was able to get a hotel room for a couple days, bada-bing, bada-boom, and got it done. So to make a long story short, um, I ended up taking a job with LAPD. And my career with LAPD wasn't very long because I got hurt on the job. And I was at a position in my life, very young, 22, 23. uh, I had to make a decision on, do I want to still become a police or still stay as a police officer or do I need to do something different? And it ended up being, I needed to do something different. So I had to go back and, and finish my college degree, which was very kind of them to take care of. And at the time, you know, I'm a young buck in my early 20s, and I don't want to sit behind a desk. I don't, I don't want to not be on the streets. So what do I do? I got to do something. So I had to start looking for another career. And for the longest time, um, sitting behind a desk going, to, you know, I started to go to school and, and getting everything going. I was, to me, depressed because my career in my life that I thought was going to happen ends up being no go. It's a dud. It's uh, it's dead on arrival. And after all that work that I did to get into the department, it's practically lost because the injury that I sustained was pretty substantial to where I don't know if I could, well, I, I think I know I today I think I could, but it was just a lot more work um, to do in the early nine. This is, this is 95, 96. So it became very daunting and a difficult task for me to, to think that I couldn't, uh, that I could overcome this injury. And I really had to think about why this all happened to me and what my next move was. And believe me, it was, I was pretty upset. I was pretty depressed pretty sad. Um, and that went on for months and out of nowhere, a friend of the family reached out to me that lived in Las Vegas and wanted to know, Hey, what happened with the Metro application? I told them what happened and they said, well, it sounds like you're potentially looking for a new job. How about a call center job? Would you, would you like to, uh, come out to Las Vegas and start running a call center team? And at the time I, I, my head was all in different places and really didn't know, um, 
pay was decent, you know, there's benefits and stuff like that. So that, that was a positive, but I had no clue about running a call center team because prior to joining LAPD, the only experience I had in call center was really running, I was running payday loan stores and we would have to go out when somebody was past due and knock on their door and try to collect the money before we charged off the account. And boy, was that a life experience. And that's a whole nother story. But I had no clue how to run a collections team or a, a customer service team and how to motivate them. I mean, this is this was all new because I didn't have a lot of management experience prior to entering LAPD. So this was a whole about face for myself. And was I scared? Yes. On a scale of one to 10, probably 12. And I was moving out of California, never lived anywhere else in my life. And there was just a lot of, I didn't have a place to live. So I was going to rent a room from uh, this family friend until I could, you know, find a place on my own and, you know, get settled, um, all that good stuff. So after some period of time, I went out there, I checked it out. It seemed to be pretty cool. Uh, I pulled the trigger and I packed up all my stuff in my car and moved to Las Vegas. And that was a, a start of a 25 year journey in financial services but it was also a journey of moving a lot. I lived up until 24, 25, roughly, you know, 20. Uh, and I say 25 years because I'm still doing some, some consulting on, on the financial side. So I, I don't, I've not left the industry, so it's still going, but it, it took a lot out of me just for the simple fact of, making a whole life change and being able to say, okay, I need to take this risk and see where it takes me and then go from there and understand that this is just a pivot point or an inflection point in my life to figure out what I want to do and how I want to do it and then move on from there. But the biggest thing that I was afraid of was moving. I had never lived anywhere outside of California all my life. And to this day, I've moved 10 plus times, something like that in my life. So I know most people don't move that many times, but I'm not talking about moving down the street or in the same city. I'm talking about different cities and states. As I, as I promoted through the ranks at different financial institutions or financial companies, they moved me around. Las Vegas, Delaware, Florida, Texas. Um, just to name a few, but it, every time I picked up, I felt like I got another chance to start over and to propel myself to a better place and do different things to challenge me, not just mentally, but professionally and personally, because I had to make new friends every single time I moved. And I also had to, I had to build relationships with new people in different offices. I might have had some already because I was working with them remotely, but the majority of them I didn't know. I met some of my best friends that I have today by moving and going to different places and just working with people and getting to know who they are. So that's 
that's a little bit about me. I don't want to make it all about me. I want to share some tips with you guys. And then we'll end this first episode. I love to hear the feedback. I love talking to you guys. And then we'll see how this continues to flow. And we'll start bringing on some guests and and, uh, continue to get you guys' feedback. So the last piece I want to talk about, there's several things that we can do to let go of that past and move on with our lives, to pivot and make changes. We can forgive ourselves for our mistakes. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. Accept that you made a mistake or mistakes. Learn from it. Move on. Very simple. I know it's easier said than done, but it can be done. It happens all the time. Forgive those that have hurt you during this process. There might be some people that you're not too happy with, you're angry with. Holding on to anger and resentment only hurts you more. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to forget what happened, but it does mean that you're willing to let go of the past and move forward. You need a clean slate. Move forward. Focus on the present, the future, and not the past. The past is over. You can only control the three seconds in front of you, and that's it. You can't control what's happened. It's done. It's gone. Sayonara. The future is full of possibilities. So focus on what you want to achieve and how you can make it happen. Stay focused there. Forget the past. It comes in your mind, tune it out. Take action to improve your life. If you're not happy with your current situation, do something about it. Make a change in your life, big or small. Start moving towards your goals. And you got to have goals, guys. And we'll talk about goals in another episode, but goals are important. If you're a visual type of person like me, you have your goals up in front of you and you know exactly what you're trying to achieve on a daily basis. An epic fail does not have to be the end of your story. As long as you're willing to learn from your mistakes, forgive those that have hurt you and focus on what's in front of you rather than what's happened in the past. Epic failures can turn into epic successes. Let me, re- let me re-say that. Epic failures can turn into epic successes. Pivoting when life throws a curveball will help you get back on track and show you that epic failures are not the end of the world. With a positive mindset and determination to succeed, and don't forget that other word, persistence, Anyone can turn their life around. So don't give up. Keep moving forward and use the power of pivoting to change your life for the better. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Please leave comments, leave reviews. I look forward to seeing some comments and some reviews. I will be getting on about later this week on a list of up and coming guests And I'll start sharing those. I'd love to get some feedback on those too. Have a great day. Stay healthy. Stay safe. I'll talk to you guys on the other side. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Chasing Happiness Podcast. Please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you.